Well, we're so thankful that you guys joined us tonight. You're braving the winter storm of 2019. That's why I wake you guys up. But um, I'm going to stand on this side. <laughs> now, we're so thankful you guys are here. There's a fun night planned. Give it up to Sally for cooking, for Jessica for communion, for everyone to help set up the church, everyone that's going to help tear down. Very special thank you to Jeremy. Not many people can preach as well as he can and sing as well as he can. Such a blessing. But it's going to be a fun night. I'm noticing a theme. We had the Holy Spirit in communion. We sang a song about the Holy Spirit. You guys guessed it. We're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit tonight. One of my most favorite things to speak about. Because it's something we all get the pleasure in and fortunately get to experience all together. So we're continuing on with our study of the Gospel of John. Yes, it's been a long study, but this has been a very informative study. Tonight, we're going to learn about what the Holy Spirit means to having it in our lives. I know we studied this on a Sunday a few weeks ago, but this is something that we should revisit every so often, just to realize who we are actually walking with. And tonight, we're actually going to be learning from a group of people that are about to go out on their own not sure what's in front of them, not sure if they're equipped. And it took me back to this time as I was getting ready to move out of my parents' home and go to college. I remember each time I would set up a box and I would grab something from my room and put it in my box and I tried to do it really quickly because my mom, every time she would come in, she'd just kind of look really sad and sigh. I'm like, oh, this is it, my baby boy's moving out. So every time I put something away, my, my parents would every once in a while check out what I was doing, those in some boxes. All right, all right. Well, you're, you're going to be fine. This is going to be okay. You're going you're gonna to do, you're going to do great, but things just aren't going to be the same without you around us anymore. And I was like, don't worry, I'm still going to come bug you guys all the time. It was a good setup. We hung out all the time. I love my family. We ate meals together. My mom cooked like 80% of the time. I would chip in the rest of the time. I'd clean around the house. We played games. It was a good setup. For years upon years, I loved being at this house. But little did I know that every year that I got older, I was gaining life skills from things they were teaching me along the way. That every day I encountered a problem. I had a tough time at school. I saw something different that I didn't know about. My parents would sit down, talk to me, and work out the situation with me. They were getting me ready for things I would experience later on in life. They'd built me up to have a life of my own, to get me ready for the next steps. Even if I didn't know I was ready for them, they knew inside that I was going to be prepared moving forward. So now I was about to set off on my own after the last 20 years of being a freeloader at home without paying rent. I was about to embark on a scary adventure in my life, leaving the people that I knew and loved so dearly and about to be sent off to hundreds of people I have no idea who they are. Going to a house where you're on your own and you feel kind of lonely, 
you feel kind of scared because you don't know what the next steps are. It would be great if we could see in the future. But I was getting ready to go off my own and not know what was in front of me. I knew that I was going to feel kind of alone. But my parents knew all along that I was going to succeed in life because of what was brought up and how I was handled in life. We're in a place in the Gospel of John where disciples are about to realize something is going to happen in their own lives. Very soon, Jesus is about to be arrested, handed over, and his life given for all of us. And these disciples that he has walked with and taught are about to be what they thought all on their own. They're about to experience the world on their own. These people that walked step for step following, listening and learning to Jesus were about to see what was destined for them in their lives and how they were going to accomplish it. In a way, they felt very alone, a little nervous, and probably pretty scared. The teacher, friend, and brother has told them that he will be departing soon. So now what? Now what do we look for? Now what are we supposed to do? So if you guys are able to stand, please stand with me as we're going to jump into scripture and see what happens next. We're encouraging you guys to bring your Bible each and every Sunday. That goes for Wednesday too. If you need a Bible, we have them in the back. Just grab one, take it, make it your own. But this is important. We want to have this Bible. You can bring your phone too. We have an amazing journey app that has a Bible through it. But it's always cool to carry around a book because everyone thinks you're super smart. So get a Bible and let's read it together. We're going to read from John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17. It says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it is not looking for him. And it doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Let's pray. Lord, I'm so thankful for this time that we get to learn more about you. Learn about the Holy Spirit and what it means that we're actually never alone. Help us just dive in and understand the power that's behind it, who's behind it, what happens when we we experience the Holy Spirit, Lord. So just make these words jump out to us because this is very relevant to what's happening in our own lives. It's your name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and grab a seat. Now, Jesus is like that loving parent. He never wants to see us fail. He knows we're going to fail, and he's getting us ready for things that are going to happen. He's constantly looking out for us. So this whole beginning part of chapter 14, Jesus is doing what parents do, and he's repeating himself. So for some reason, when we hear things over and over and over, it seems to click in our own minds. So he's saying it over again. This is who I am. You guys need to pay attention because I'm going to be leaving soon, so I need to make sure you're good. So pay attention to what I'm saying. Even though they should know these principles by now because they've been walking with them and learning from them, he just wants to make sure that when the situation arises, that they're going to say, oh, yeah, this is what Jesus said. I, I am good right now. 
He's telling them to trust in God, to trust in Jesus, that he is the way. This is what that whole first part of chapter 14 is. And he's about to tell them something more amazing that we just read through in verse 15. He's telling them, if you love me, obey my commandments. It sounds pretty simple. But for some of us, we struggle so deeply with this. If you love me, obey my commandments. If we want to move forward in our walks of faith, number one, we have to obey what Jesus laid out for us. And to do that, we have to love him. Love for Jesus is entirely deserved. No one else deserves it more. He is infinitely worthy of being loved. But there's a big difference going on here. He is loved not in spite of what he is, but because of all that he is. This is the love that we get to share for him because Jesus is who he's always said he was, but also way beyond that. So if we love him and listen to what he said and live this life of a believer to Jesus, then we are actually obeying his commandments and sticking with him. The more that we are like Jesus, the more that we are loving him because he loved the world so much. So the more that we love one another, love our neighbors, the more that we bring this love into our world, the more that we are obeying the commandments that he holds so dearly. Because if we share the love that he holds so dearly, then actually we're connected with him because we're believing in Jesus. We're going to be close to him ourselves. So step one, we need to love him. We need to obey his commandments. We need to live like Jesus lived, love people like Jesus loved. We need to get ourselves right in our own mind and our own souls to start moving forward as we're moving out into the world. In verse 16 and 17, it says, I will ask the Father... And he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. So this is a question I want to talk about first at our tables before we get going. And these are one of the table talks I love because we're surrounded in this room with some people that have been Christians for 50 plus years and some believers that are barely getting going. And this question is going to mean something different to each and every one of us around the table. So explain the Holy Spirit to the people around the table. What or who do you think it is and how does the Holy Spirit affect your life? If you don't think you know that much about him, don't be afraid to say, you know what, I just don't know what to say about the Holy Spirit. And I encourage people that know a lot about him, start explaining it. Let people in on what he is to you and how it's affected your life. Go ahead and take a few moments for this. See, the Holy Spirit, it's kind of in the middle. Some people know a lot about it. Some people don't. It's part of this trinity that we have. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's listed third, but that doesn't mean it's least important is equally important. The Holy Spirit's something to be celebrated and all the power that it has in it. And it says in the scripture that we just read, 
So I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. So we have an advocate that's on our side. And that's a word I want to kind of digest on for a little bit and talk about. Because advocate can mean so many amazing things in our life. A lot of good words that go along with it for a description. An advocate is known as a, a helper. There's a comforter, an intercessor, a consoler, a counselor. All these words mean one thing. It's good. We have something good watching out for us and looking out for us and wanting the absolute best for us. We have something good equipping us for things that we didn't think we were ready for in life. That we're able to do so many things because of him. Whatever different definition you want to use to explain what this advocate is, this Holy Spirit, it is good to have it in your life. Who wouldn't want an intercessor in their life or a consoler or an advocate, a helper? Who wouldn't want someone right next to you every single moment of your life watching out for you, living life with you, taking the steps every step you take? This consoler is here with you. That is what the Holy Spirit is to me. And Jesus is telling these disciples as they're getting ready to go out on their own, It's like, I'm going to leave, but don't worry, I still have your back. I got something even better that's going to be here walking with you. You don't have to worry about it. I've taught you a lot. You've seen the miracles. You know who I am. That's the same power that's going to be with you. That is what the Holy Spirit is. And you know what else is awesome about this? is that the Holy Spirit is as real today as it was back then. This matters to each and every one of us. And the Holy Spirit is not an extra option in life. It's not like you go to a car dealership and add, well, they don't do this anymore, but I guess I'm dating myself, air conditioning and these automatic windows. It's not something you just throw on in the extra package, like, yeah, cool, I'm going to throw these on. That's not what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is so much more. It is the driver of the engine that's inside of us. That's what the Holy Spirit is able to do, walk with us and push us into things that we didn't think we'd be able to conquer. He is what makes us go. He is the power of our Christian experience. This is who you're walking with. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is the very center of our Christian life and you cannot live an obedient, productive, fruitful life Christian life without the Holy Spirit's presence. We want to obey his commandments. We need the Holy Spirit walking with us each step of the way. So let's continue on. I want to hit on verse 17 one more time. It says, he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. The world doesn't look for Jesus. The world looks for everything but Jesus. That's why we're in the mess that we are today. But Jesus is reassuring his friends. He's telling his disciples that you know him. So that 
You're going to be left with this Holy Spirit here. The world has no idea what it is because they're not looking for me. But you guys have walked with me. You have learned from me. You have the power from all these things. You know what to look for. You guys are going to be able to experience it. And then that's true for each and every believer in this room. We're able to recognize it because we're able to see who Jesus truly is. He literally and figuratively fed them life. That's how they're going to know who he is. He taught them. He got them ready for what's to come. The ones who truly knew Jesus knew the power that he had. And they're the ones that are going to be able to understand this and actually know what to do with the power that's left for them. In verses 18 and 19, we get some more reassurance as we're getting ready to to take those next steps. It says, no, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Sometimes we need to hear these reassuring words in our own life. Some people more than others. We need to know that things are going to be okay. We are going to need to know that we're going to be able to take those next steps and not fail. We need to know that we can do the things that we need to in life. And Jesus is saying this. So how reassuring is it for these disciples, and it should be for us too, to hear those words that, I'm not going to abandon you. In fact, I'm going to come to you. Wherever you are, I'm coming right to you, right to your situation, right to where you are, and we're going to do this together. Jesus does that for them, and not only for them, but for you and for me and everyone that believes in his name. And his message here to his disciples and to us is that when he dies, he will live again. And he is a father and the Holy Spirit will come to us and be with us forever. No matter where we are, no matter where we go, the Holy Spirit is going to be with us and upon us once we realize who Jesus is. Can I get an amen for that? I'm excited about that. We are never going to be alone because we have a father that loves us. So this is going to be our second table talk of the night. These are one of the things I always like to ask kind of really personal questions to not only make people uncomfortable, but to also open up a little bit. So you're going to get to know the people around your table. Do you ever feel like you are living life alone? And do you ever feel like you're walking in your faith alone? Make some instances that make you feel this way. It's okay to open up. The moment that we actually start to feel alone is a moment that we can know that we need Jesus in our lives. So start talking about this around your table. Don't be afraid to open up. These are your friends and family around the table. So as we get back together, it's important to remember that you are not alone. That we are never alone. that we have something so 
So great being with us. And at verse 21, as we close out our scriptures, it says, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. So we're wrapping all the way back around to what this love is. If we love him in return, we get to be loved by something so amazing. And he's going to reveal something to them that's hard to put into words. That's why we talk about what the Holy Spirit means to us. By loving Jesus, we are committing to him. That's how we obey his commandments. That we are giving everything that we have to live life as he would to find acceptable. And we're going to be loved so greater in return. The Holy Spirit didn't just come to hang around and confuse people to wonder what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit came for us to walk with a purpose in life. And this purpose is explained so perfectly in Acts Chapter 1, verse 8. As we're learning about the Holy Spirit, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The Holy Spirit gives us power. That's how we know that we're ready, that we're equipped, that we're able to move forward because we're walking with power in our lives. For everyone who thinks they don't have what it takes to live a life like that, on our own, we don't. But thanks to what has been given to us in the Holy Spirit, we are able to. I love the very concept of the promise that when the Holy Spirit has control of life, we will receive power. Not that you might receive a little bit of power. You may receive some power. If you're a certain person, you might get some power. No, you will receive the power upon you. That is a promise that is given. Life-changing power. The power you need to conquer addictions and bad habits. The power you need to start the good habits, living more as Jesus would. The power you need to tell others about Jesus. The power you need to be everything that God wants you to be and knows that you can be. That is the power walking behind you. He doesn't expect you to do it alone. In fact, he does not want you to do it alone. He wants to help you in every way that he can. So if you're able to walk away with anything tonight, you guys need to know that you're walking away with the infinite power of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit walking in your life. He's saying, come. And I love the power thing. It's not just a matter of power. The Holy Spirit can be so much more. The Holy Spirit fills us with his spiritual wisdom and his Holy Spirit that helps us live this life worthy of Jesus Christ. It's this Holy Spirit that helps us bear fruit into this world for the kingdom of heaven. It is the Holy Spirit which gives us great endurance and patience to live this joyful life. It's the Holy Spirit which enables us to be thankful for all that God has done for us.
There's a quote I heard that I love. The Holy Spirit is not a doctrine to be studied. He is a person to be experienced in power. Whatever you're facing today, whatever you're nervous about, whatever you feel alone about, you have an advocate working on your behalf. You have power within you that is so much greater than the enemy has planned for you. This Holy Spirit is a life changer. All we have to do is look to Jesus, love him, and live as he would. I'm done walking in timidness. I'm done walking in fear. Make this declaration in your own life. So whatever you're going to fail, whatever you think you're going to fail, whatever you're going to face in life, you need to say it's not going to happen because I have the Holy Spirit with me. Walk out of these doors knowing that you are equipped, each and every one of us. So many greater things are in front of us. We need to realize it now. We need to take the power that he has given us and start moving forward. So we need to get out of that world and start changing it. The disciples were able to wake up and realize the power that they had. Now it's our turn. Walk around knowing who you are and who you're walking with. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the power that you've given us in the Holy Spirit, that we will never be alone, that we are going to do so many great things because of you, Lord. This is a team And we look to you to lead us, Lord. Help us change the habits that need changing and know that we will be able to conquer those because of you being in our lives. Lord, I ask if anyone doesn't understand the Holy Spirit, I encourage them to just open up this this living word that you've given us. Look at all the examples of what it is. Look at what we're able to do, what we're able to, to learn, how we're able to push through in life because of this Holy Spirit. Let this affect our bodies and never let us be the same because with you Lord you give us the power and it's all your ultimate power it's your name we pray Lord all God's people said amen